Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to anyone listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. That is what we do every (laughs) single week without fail. We never miss a week. Nope. Especially here on a very special Pride 48 weekend uh, the live June streaming event. We are live on Pride 48. It's, it seems like old times, Mike Lawson. Uh, totally. Um, and we, we should say right up at, uh, at the top of the show, uh, to anybody who's kind of new to the Pride 48 thing, it's a great community of shows. And something weird, I've been listening to shows this whole weekend, and like this, it's going to start as, you're, it's going to sound like a dig, but it's actually a compliment in the end. Like, we are a bunch of really weird people mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, like some of us talk to like, like make voices up and like, we just are just like regular people that talk for hours about like mundane things or really raunchy things. And I don't know, it's a really cool community and um, I, podcasting has become something different in, especially in the last year. And I don't know, the Pride 48 community is like really stayed true to kind of what podcasting used to be yeah. or what, like what kind of it, it was at one time. And I think it's really cool. <laughs> now, Mike Lawson, you were one of the titans of podcasting from the early days when you were doing this uh, Game Night Guys with Brian Gregory. Yeah, I and, feel like yeah. though we weren't like first generation at all. No, like, no, we, no, no, not first generation. We were copying people for sure when we were starting that. Yeah, but you were there in the very beginning. Have you noticed any changes, you know, in not only just podcasting, but gay podcasting? Yeah, like, well, everything just kind of has gotten, not corporate's not the right word, but like, I don't know, mm-hmm. things kind of have turned into um, companies kind of running things and like it's monetized and like all of that is cool. Mm-hmm. But it, there's something kind of like, also really exciting i think about like the brenda booze of the world who yeah. like are in a bedroom kind of just like talking about their grocery store trips oh are you, you, know are, I mean? wait, are, you are you talking about this right here she how much she spent for uh, well. <laughs> two dollars for a bottle of water yeah water yeah yeah i love it there's you know what i mean like we're just like regular people kind of like sharing super regular things and mm-hmm. like there's something kind of bizarrely fascinating about that, and I like it. And, you know, there's nothing on the show that you and I do that, you know, a million people in the world couldn't also do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, you know what's so weird is, and I haven't even thought about it because it happened so organically, but how many friends you and I have made through this podcasting community and through podcasting. Sure. You know? uh, right before we came on the air, I was talking to one the Latte Boy, Mr. Taylor the Latte Boy, and he, I mean, he's a friend. I consider him a friend, and we were talking, and it, and, and I don't even think, oh, we met through podcasting, but yeah. uh, or same thing with this Adam Burns, you know, or Joseph L. Buhecker. Like, all these are people we met through podcasting. We didn't know them in real life. Mm-hmm. So, you've, so. you've, you've uh, sent racy messages to, to people you met on podcasting. Have yeah. You ever, have you ever hooked Dick up with picks. a podcaster? 
No, but I have sent a dick pic to a podcast. Well, to a pers- to a friend of the show. Was that the first dick pic you had sent? Because I know you you like you're, you're not a big yeah yeah because you, you were for a long time you were a very anti dick pic. No, I don't like dick pics. I just don't like them. Do you like getting them? No. <gasps> what? You don't like getting them? Not really. I mean, maybe if it's like, no. You know what? No. No. I think it's really? just no. Like, like mean, an unwarranted dick pic. There are certain situations where I'm like, it would be nice to know if it's worth an Uber ride. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, But, but, but I'm talking about, okay. So I have a friend with benefits. I've talked about him on the show, but he lives on the East Coast. Okay, and he only, he's from here originally, so he's here frequently. But yeah. he lives on the East Coast. And earlier this week, I woke woke up and I was like, I want to masturbate, right? Yeah. And so I texted him and I said, I knew he was at work because it was like seven a.m. here and ten a.m. there. And I said, uh, Listen, I woke up super horny for your dick, something like that, right? And he goes, oh, that's so funny. I was going to send you a dick pic this past weekend, but I didn't know how you'd react. I'm like, I will, I will never, especially from someone you hook up with, I will never like be upset by sending me an unwarranted dick pic. All dick pics are all welcome at all times. And he said, I know, but the shot I was going to take is just so basic. And I was like, I don't care. I don't care basic. I don't care anything. All dick pics are welcome. Thank you. I just, I, I'm not, I don't get mad at a, a dick pic really. Um, there are, there are certainly times when a dick pic is unwarranted and like, it is actually a turnoff. Mm-hmm. That's like certainly give me, give me one circumstance. Um, uh, hey, how, uh, n- nice to meet you, dick pic. Like, first message, you know what I mean? Like, that's usually a like, mm, this is weird. <laughs> oh, so you know you're what talking, I mean? like, you're talking you about grinder like you're, when you're on the apps. Yeah, or like, where? yeah, that's what I'm talking about on the apps. I don't know. It, it, I don't get mad at a dick pic. I would prefer like a body shot or like a face pic over a dick pic, I think. Mm-hmm. Something sexy like that. Anyway, what were we talking about? I don't know. We were, talking about Pride, we were talking about the Pride 48 community and what an amazing, positive. But you know what? It's a sex positive community. I can def, I can definitely tell you yes. the sex positive community. No one's judging. In fact, there are probably 10 dick pics in the chat room right now. Mike Lawson, you should know I never look at the chat room I'm recording because I'll get super distracted. And you know I what? Would, the, go I, ahead. I would tell you guys also up at the top, we should say if you're listening to this show for the first time, um, we are at catchinguppodcast.com. And if you are a catching up listener and you're listening to the Pride 48 stuff for the first time, they're at pride48.com. And uh, at the uh, on the page there, there's a purple donate button. They're taking donations. Uh, you know, it's a, a community that kind of sustains itself. So if you are enjoying this content, you know, think about contributing a little so that they can continue to do cool stuff throughout the year. Yeah, I agree. Cool. So now, Mike Lawson, you know this, but the, the catching up is not just about dick pics. It's not just about you know blowing the Pride Forty Eight community. It's also about what is going on in our personal lives. Mike Lawson, what do you have going on in your life? What's going? On? What, what happened this past week? Oh, Joey, I wanted to tell you. Uh, well, first of all, um, I, I, we talked last week. I don't remember if we were on the air or not, but mm-hmm. I was telling you I was getting dental work done, and I didn't oh, know right. for yeah. sure. Be able to talk clearly yeah. on this mm-hmm. week's episode. 
Um, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And so I got a little bit of it done. I would say if I had like one eighth of the work I need to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I was expecting to get done. Long story. Mm-hmm. But the weird part about it is I was like ready to kind of get it all done because yeah. that's what I had been led to believe was mm-hmm. going to happen. Yeah. And so I like took wor- time off work. Yeah. I was like, you know, really kind of ready to like heal big time on this thing. Mm-hmm. And so when it did, the work didn't happen. I like notified my job. I'm like, Hey, I can actually come back sooner. Everything's good. Yeah. Um, so the weird part though is, so I go back to work. Everyone's like, Oh, Hey, welcome back early. That's great. Mm-hmm. And like two days later in the mail, I get a get well soon card and everyone in the office signed it. <gasps> what? <laughs> because they didn't, yeah, they mailed yeah, yeah, it yeah. Had right before I said like, oh, I'm actually coming back soon. And so it's just this awkward thing. And like, I haven't acknowledged it. It's like weekend. So I'm cool. Mm-hmm. But like, I haven't acknowledged that I've gotten this card and like, I don't know. It's just really weird and awkward about it. But um, anyway, a long story short. Uh, eventually I will be getting some work done and we'll have to be talking about you maybe doing an episode with Joey Buhecker or something because I won't be able to come in for a week. Um, God we'll damn it, but dance. <laughs> we talked about Buhecker maybe joining us on this. I wonder if he's around. <laughs> I don't know if he's around because actually if he's around, I, Joey, if you're around, uh, text me. I've you, seen his dick pic, by the way. So you, there you go. You've seen Buhecker's dick pic? Tying it all together. Yep. When did you see it? <laughs> um, we were sitting t- next to one another, and he was scrolling through photos on his phone showing uh-huh. me shit. Uh-huh. And uh, he just scrolled, and then he's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that weird that Buhecker's seen your dick? Well, kind of, yeah. At a Pride 48 event in Las Vegas, Mike Lawson peed, and Buhecker st- – that's kind of weird. Buhecker stared at you peeing and, uh, and saw Mike Lawson's – Giant schwanz. Now, let me ask you this question. Now, Buhek, if you're listening, text me. We want to bring in, I want to talk about this story. But so, you know what? I usually, I was going to tell this story up top, but I'm going to wait for Buhecker's message, see if he's available, because I want to talk about something. So, I'm going to tell a different story. Okay? okay. Which is, I went, okay. Do you ever have these friends, Mike Lawson, who, and they're nice people, because this is who I went, I went to dinner last night, okay? And, uh, with these friends, I hadn't actually, I figured out I hadn't seen one of them in well over a year. She had a child, basically. She produced a human in the meanwhile. In well over a year, and I haven't seen them as a couple in nearly two years, okay? Mm-hmm. And they're perfectly nice people. I really like them. They're very nice people. But the conversation with them is, how should I say, like, stilted? Does that make sense? Like... It's one of these things where, like, you you work to carry conversation, and they're pleasant, and they answer the question, but it's not scintillating conversation. You're not sitting there, like, it's going on and on. And maybe they feel the same way about me. Maybe they feel I'm a little too, uh, uh, you know, podcastery, interviewee. But I, it's weird how it triggers. Like, they're not giving me enough, so I go into podcasting mode where I'm interviewing them, and then they call me out on it. Anyway, we met up at a vegan German beer hall yesterday called Hinterhof. In Los Angeles. Huh. Mm-hmm. Like vegan sausages? Is that vegan sausage? Yeah. I had a lot of meal I can't pronounce. I don't know what they were. I know one of them was schnitzel. Don't know what kind of schnitzel. Uh, That's cool. Yeah, then we got a curry. It was vegan. It was good. It was cool. And we're it sounds sitting- good. Like, 
um, something like you worry about. I don't know. When you eat sausage, I kind of think like, what the fuck is in this? Yeah. So it takes all of that out because it's not going to be something that gross. It's all vegan. Well, what's so funny is I see what you're saying. It's so funny that you're saying that because. Um, oh, wait, hold on for a second. This is, I think this requires this. for Mike and Joe on the aisle. Today we're reviewing the restaurant in Los Angeles called Hinterhof. It's a vegan German beer hall. Pardon me? On the aisle though, doesn't that refer to theater? Okay, sorry. (laughs) Whatever. Here we go, here we go, here we go. go. You're right, good point. Here we go. Oh god. And now it's time for Mike and Joe with Forks Up, our restaurant review show. Today, Joe Batanz went to a vegan German beer hall called Hinterhof. Okay, so here's the deal, Mike Lawson. I don't even know what I got. But uh, the schnitzel, which was made with seitan. What are, your, what are your thoughts on seitan? I'm I'm down with it. Yeah, I like it. It was good. It was like, But anything, as someone pointed out, it was delicious. But anything with, you know, fried... Uh, yeah. With sauce is going to be good, exactly. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't get the curry worst. Another guy did. We were all trying each other's food. He wasn't a fan. He goes, "Ugh, I don't like this. This is, the vegan sausage is not good, right?" And he oh. goes, "Do you want to try some?" I go, "No, you literally just said it's disgusting. <laughs> Why would I want to try it?" So I didn't try it, but it didn't. It didn't look good. Well, you should have tried like a bite, so then you could tell right now, like, yeah, it wasn't that good. Well, this or, guy's wife but, did. This guy's wife did do that, and then she went, "Oh, no, 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 no." no yeah, no. yeah. So I was like, "Okay, even double more." Now I'm not gonna try it. But I feel like I would have loved to, to hear, like, "Oh, it tasted like dirt," or you know what I mean? Like, why well, one was of it the bad? things that they both focused on. That, uh, I don't know how would this apply to this particular vegan sausage, but they said, "Well, the problem with vegan sausage is they just can't get the casing right." You know, sure. so I don't. I, I don't know. I, I didn't try. It. it didn't look appealing to me. But uh, but what I was what you know what we did talk about was you know this Beyond Company. Yeah, they're gonna get into sausages. Have you had? Have you have you tried this Beyond Meat? This Impossible Burger yeah. meat? Yeah, I've had an Impossible Burger. It's good. Um, that's all. <laughs> I don't need. I don't crave like fake meat though. Mm-hmm. Like, part of the reason I don't eat meat is because it kind of grosses me out, the idea of eating, like, flesh. So, mm-hmm. chasing the, the uh, you know, uh, uh, fake flesh doesn't really mm-hmm. kind of suit my interests. Well, you <laughs> know what's weird? I don't know how they do, th- how they pull off this magic trick. Um, But, uh, like, because I, just yesterday, actually, I just had the Beyond... Um, Del Taco, you know? And oh, yeah. Yeah. And when you're eating the Beyond Del Taco, you're like, this is a fucking Del Taco taco, you know? Even better, because it tastes more like ground meat. Yeah. And, but you know, like, sometimes when you have one of those Taco Bell or Del Tacos, when you eat, the, the shell falls apart, and, like, a big glob of whatever that is uh, yeah. falls down on the, uh, nap- on the wrapper. And that happened, right? So after I finished the taco, there was that big glob of... Uh, of meat or whatever beyond meat here's the deal so then I get it and I eat it right there's something this is true with the impossible burger too when you have it by itself 
it, it tastes artificial. It needs that. It needs to be in that concert of lettuce and tomato and shell and cheese mm-hmm. and all that. It needs all of those things to hide the, any kind of artificiality about it. But when it I, is, it, it's, it's, it's a dead ringer for it. I really love Del Taco. That's like my number one fast mm-hmm. food place. Yeah. And I haven't been in so long because, you know, since I stopped eating meat, there's not much. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. not going to go there for, I don't know, a quesadilla. Uh, mm-hmm. There's nothing special about that. But anyway, I might have to go. I don't know. I don't want to go, though. But <laughs> Are there Del Tacos in the Bay Area? I'm like, oh, God. Not many. Not many. There are some that I can figure out a reason to be near mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, anyway yeah so the, the point of the story wasn't this vegan beer i mean it is, i know what like, was it <laughs> okay well imagine well, here, I have two weird things about this thing okay one was the waitress was horrible but not in like the traditional horrible waitress kind of way you could tell she was well-meaning i want to get your thoughts on this she i, I kept seeing every time she walked away i'm all it seems like they had no waiters, and they just pulled a girl off the street and had her who'd never waited at a table before or been to a restaurant <laughs> uh, and waited on us. Like she was like, "Hey!" Like she seemed high. She was like, "Hey, yeah." And we were like, "What's the best thing on the menu?" The best thing on the menu is the schnitzel for sure, and we have two different kinds. So if you like this and you like this, blah, 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 blah. We're like, oh, why don't we take both schnitzels? Mm. But they're both schnitzel. And I'm like, yeah. We'll, we'll take both, yeah. Yeah, she's like, she's like, no. she said no. She says like, <laughs> uh, I would just get one or the other. And then I go, what else would you recommend? And then some, that's why I don't know what I got. One was like this mac and cheese type thing that was really good, actually. And then the curry worse, and we got some weird thing. Anyway... Then the Mike Lawson, like two, di- this is very unusual. Two dishes came out, but then nothing else. We were like five or six dishes. Nothing. It was two dishes and that was it. And then we were like, um, what's going on with our food, right? And she goes, oh, let me check on that. And I want to get your thoughts here. Then she comes back a long time later and she goes, yeah, it's coming like right up right now. Like it's it's really close. What what's your take there? What do you mean? What's my take? I don't think she well, put the order in. Is what I'm trying to say. Uh, or she didn't put it in correctly. She's because she's one of those waitresses, and she shouldn't have been. Who was like, I'm not going to write anything down. Yeah, I think that's certainly possible. And or it's possible I got clogged up in the kitchen. I mean, both mm-hmm. of those are possibilities. I don't think it matters much, right? You guys are going to have to just wait. There's no... Well, no, but we both had a hard out. We had a hard out. Okay, so then... The you food... could tell her, like, cancel it. We we got to go. Mm, it was that weird time where, like, whatever. We got the food and and uh, and uh, we ate it. Anyway, the point is, then we're like, can we get the bill? Because we have to go, okay? Yeah. Mike Locks, I'm not even joking. She reaches into her, like, little apron, and there's, like, these crumpled papers. And she, like, just, like opens it and there's like these crumpled papers fall on the table and she's like I think it's one of these what <laughs> yeah and then we're like looking at all these checks and, and we're like uh, oh wait yeah yeah here and we had it took us forever to find it and then she like left right mm-hmm. and then it was almost a comment then she came back and my friend was like I just need to pay this I just need to get out of here and like Mike Lawson hand her the check the, my friend gives her the credit card immediately 
or was already gone? And she like was like, help, 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 right? Huh? And then we had to wait for her to come back, which took forever. Now, here's the other mystery. Oh, by the way, so let me ask you this question. Let me wrap this story up here. What would you have tipped her? I mean, on the low side, like, but I still would have given her a tip. Yeah, yeah, g- g- giving her a tip, but what would the tip have been? What would the percentage have been? A good maybe 15%. Okay. So, like I said, I, I got one second to glance at the bill. I go, I'll just go halves with them. And I will do that, right? So yeah. it was, I tipped 20%. I didn't know what you were going to tip, right? I just glanced at it and I just did my half 20%. Yeah. She ended up tipping 12%. Okay. And you did 20. But on my Venmo, we didn't split the bill. Oh, so, that so means- you Venmoed her more yeah, than. And it was three of us. <laughs> so it was three of us. So in reality, it should have been a third, but I wasn't going to do that. I did yeah. half, and then I landed up tipping 20%, and then she, like, I'm only going to tip 12%. She wasn't good at all. Well, you bought your friend lunch. <laughs> I know. It was awful. But anyway, that, so anyway, so the other mystery was there was this really tall waiter who was super fucking hot, right? Yeah. Why is and, there music playing still? Oh. <laughs> so he's super fucking hot, right? He... Turns around, I see his jeans, and his waist is a 36, but his pant length was a 30. Oh, wow. But I looked at his... 36, 30, wow. Yeah, but he's tall. And I looked at his pants, and they weren't like high waters. They weren't like they high waters. They would have to be. Mike Lawson, I looked. I was like, this is weird. We were... I don't know how that happened. It was 30... Because I wear a 30 like in, length. Yeah, in a 30 length, I'm showing some ankle, and I'm six foot. Yeah. Yeah. Unless this guy is one of the people who just looked... I mean, I stand next to him, you know? But he looked tall. What if he had, like, a really long torso? Oh, maybe. Is that possible? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Because I actually have a longer... Even though I'm short, I have a longer torso. Huh. Yeah, yeah. I could see that on you, actually. Yeah. What What length of your... Is your... Um, 30. 30. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way that someone would be tall. How tall? Taller than six foot, you said? No, I would say about six foot he looked. Oh. I mean, I can wear, I have some jeans that are 30, but I'm showing ankle in them. You know? Hmm, interesting. All right. Any, I got, I've got no word from Boo Hacker. So, anyway, all right. Uh, all right well, if, if we've done, we've each done our, per, you've done your first personal story, right? Mm, sure. Yeah. From the mountains to the sea to all of California, this is the Catching Up News Report. Mike Lawson, what's going on in the Bay Area? What do you got for us today? <laughs> that's a recording, by the way, folks. I just learned that. <laughs> I'm still floored that anyone thinks that that's not a recording. I'm not joking. I learned that last week. Somebody, um, uh, Adam Vaught texted me last week and said too, he too thought that I was doing it live every single time. There's no reason to think you didn't. Um, Joey, startups are generally more interested in monetizing income equality through workations, mm-hmm. co-working, and gig economy employment and security than yeah. they are in solving actual real-world problems like hunger or climate change. Yeah. Another startup called Podshare, mm-hmm. which has been operating in L.A. for at least four years, yeah. has been offering a dorm hostel operation by renting out bunk bed pods mm-hmm. and what they call a co-living arrangement. Mm-hmm. And it, it looks like Podshare is finally landing in San Francisco. 
they're reporting that they're renting out 12 pods nightly in a single converted bedroom and office space in the Tenderloin Knob Hill area. Basically, Joey, for 60 bucks a night, you can – it's really kind of disgusting how it looks. Like the, it's made out of like two-by-fours, mm-hmm. but and then they put mattresses on them. And for 60 bucks a night, you can sleep in these like bunk beds. But it's like many bunk beds in a room, kind of like a, what you would see in like a, a camp kind of uh, lodging or something like that. I'm going to tell you something. What? I know about this pod share company. How do you know about this? I saw, I guess maybe because I live in LA or something like that. I've seen ads for it. And so when I saw the ad, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like years ago. I, to be honest with you, at the time, I thought, there's no way this is going to be successful, right? It's going to be out of business. And I haven't seen the, the Instagram ads in a long time, but I, when they came out, I looked at it and I looked into them. And of course, when you know, when you look at the Instagram ad, it looks so inviting. You know, it's all these attractive people. Uh, yeah. I've never actually – I've only seen the the professional photographs they've had taken. I've actually never seen what the re- – I, I would love to take a tour and see what the reality is like because it sounds disgusting. And the problem is when you offer something like this, usually the kinds of people who take advantage of these kinds of things or use these kinds of services are gross people who should not be cohabitating in other places with people. I'm well, not- they're people who need it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's – because they all they have is 60 bucks right now and they need a a place to sleep right now mm-hmm. do you know what i mean it's not like someone's like hmm i i could go pay rent somewhere but i'm choosing this but other don't you, think the, don't you think the selling point and that what they're trying to go for is like the young gen z or young millennial who's like you know he has the next facebook idea and he needs a place to like work and sleep and do it but he doesn't have a lot of money yeah there's that i think there's kind of like a a young tourist kind of draw as well Mm -hmm. stay in san francisco for a couple of nights but you don't need to oh i see it like a makeshift hostel yeah so i think that's part of it too like they're renting this on airbnb Mm -hmm. so i think that might be part of it too i don't know i just think it's gross and like shared bathroom is gross can you imagine oh, showering yeah. in this place? You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at my iPad right here. I wonder if they're like actual because again, like I said, I've only seen uh, pictures that they put on their uh, website, you know. But I wonder if anybody who's actually taken real pictures. Oh wait, here's a picture. Oh, this looks awful, Mike Lawson. I'm gonna. Oh, look. oh, it, it's awful on this SF Weekly article that uh, where I'm looking at all of this. It's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. It's like just plain two by four wood. Like they didn't even yeah. like stain the wood. <laughs> yeah. Well, the version I remember that I saw, ha- it looked kind of nice. This doesn't look nice. You're right. It looks like it looks like a warehouse or something like that. And there's all these fucking gross hipsters just hanging out and like being hipsters. I don't know. <laughs> it does not look cute to me. It looks very the opposite of cute or someplace i would want to stay. it looks smelly it looks smelly mike lawson like look at the okay did you, i just sent you a picture look at yeah. the guy who's lounging in that bed right like like his feet are dirty yeah his feet are dirty he's in there with a, a mat <laughs> and and then he has like he had like and also what kind of lunatic is looking at his computer but it has the tv on but not even onto anything just like the menu it's and what posed. are they listening to? What do you? Oh no, this woman's playing 
like the zither. There's like a woman in like red pants. What? There's a woman in red pants playing the zither. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't clap. They snap no, their fingers. Yeah, and there's a guy like in, a, in, like a, in a fedora in the in the like. Let me put it this way: This is obviously like a stage photo. They wanted something they wanted to put on their thing, and they have a make sure the guy with the fedora is in the foreground. Now, by the way, I'm looking at a Vice article. I guess sex is banned. Yeah, I that was in this article as well because you live so close to these other people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you can even, there's like, um, it's one person per bed or for $60, or there's an $80 like queen bed option where two people can sleep in it, a couple. Mm-hmm. But no sex is allowed in the in the place. Do you think that's to make women feel better? Because if it's already outright banned... It just pre- it just prevents a lot of problems for for not only the company but like a woman might yeah. feel safer uh, being in a place where she knows like okay I can always rely on that sex is banned and, and well whatnot. I think if it's like explicit in the rules then you can like yeah be very clear when something creepy happens you can be like look it's in the rules you can't do it stop yeah. Yeah. instead of like weird gray area do you think sex still happens yeah. <laughs> Well, I feel like there's probably people who are getting off on doing it quietly. And yeah. right. There's like certainly a, a kind of I don't know if fetish is the right word, but there's a thrill in that that I think someone I'm sure is getting off on somewhere. Well, and I'm sure and maybe it's not to this extent, but remember, you always told a story about this bar called I believe it was called Powerhouse. Is that was me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Where sex is banned on the patio but you're going to people are oh, being yeah, fisted yeah. and whatnot and then like doesn't you say some guy comes out and says stop that or something yeah but that i feel like that's a sex club where like the sex ban is like legally obligation they're announcing the sex ban because of legal obligation whereas i feel like the sex ban at this place is actually probably pretty strongly enforced wouldn't you guess like, I don't think someone's, like, it's a sex party at night. Wait, hold on for a second. So you're telling me you think that uh, if, let's say, in the 2 in the morning, a girl gets out of bed, sneaks into some other guy's bed, like, it's 2 in the morning, everyone's asleep, right? And they start doing the, the dirty. And somebody walks by. There's like a, Do you think there's, like, a hall monitor or something like that? And then, like, the person's like, hey, like, the wakes everybody up. Like, what do you think happened? What do you, if you had a guess, what do you think happened? No, I think that there's probably someone on staff all the time. hmm And if someone came and complained and they were like, hey, someone's fucking in bed 12, they would go to bed 12 and say, like, hey, that's against the rules. You need to stop or I'm going to have to kick you guys out for the night. And then they stop or they get kicked out. Don't you think? I think the I'm so afraid of these things. I think what I would do, okay, is I would not say anything, let it happen, but then the next day pull upload couple, the video to Pornhub. <laughs> upload the video to Pornhub and then call and pull that couple aside and say, "Listen, we know this happened. You can't stay here anymore." Oh no! I feel like in the moment, if somebody's complaining about it, you have to stop it mm-hmm. because it is against the rules. So you say like. Knock, 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 bed 12. It's not like these are bedrooms. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you like, can... Pro- I know it's the like, Eagle in Los Angeles is a guy who walks around with, like, a spray bottle of water. And when people are, like, <laughs> fucking, he, like, sprays them. Do you think it's like that? 
Is that true? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He has like a, a an aluminum can full of pennies as well, and yeah. he shakes that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's what they have. A at rolled Eagle. up newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> um. And the, anyway, do you have a? Is there a news story from LA that you were going to tell me about? Oh, Mike Lawson, you better bet your. Oh wait, I closed the window. You better bet your sweet bananas. I do. Is that, is that, a, is that a real state? I just make that saying up. My b- sweet bananas are bedded. Let's go. All right, here we go. Uh, Mike Lawson, and uh, let me pull this story up. In Los, the homeless is a real problem in here in, in Los Angeles now, and I'm sure it's a big problem there in San Francisco. The, I saw the statistic like in the past few years, it's like tripled. Yeah. The homeless population. Anyway, as LA's homeless population grows, so do piles of trash near encampments. The city spreads millions, I'm sorry, spends millions of dollars on periodic sweeps to clear away tents and debris. But residents soon return and the accu- accumulation begins anew. Some homeless people and their advocates are now demanding the city provide something simpler garbage cans and regular trash pickups. And that's a new plan Mayor Eric Garcetti asked Los Angeles City of Bureau of Sanitation to create now what's funny is one of the people that i uh had uh dinner with last night works for the city at a very high level and so we talked about this because i said what do you guys you know what's so weird is i said what are you gonna do with the homeless problem and there was sort of like a what can you do (laughs) and in a weird kind of way it was kind of callous but in a further discussion it was like he was even saying like anything we do people will get very, very angry about. And so he goes like, I know we're going to do this trash thing, um, but there are still going to be people who are angry that we're doing the trash thing. He, he was saying, it was the, the conversation was interesting. He's like, you'd be shocked at as long as it's for their cause, how okay people are with fascism. Huh. And how many emails and calls they get from people going like, isn't there a way we can just like take all the homeless people and like just ship them somewhere else and put them in these camps and like um and and you like pretty soon people are in concentration camps really really quickly but i want to know what your thoughts are as like la now is going to basically treat the homeless uh areas like regular trash stops and have trash well, cans and they pick it up i i feel like good i think that's great mm-hmm. but i also feel like that's you know band-aid that's temporary solution and i feel like there's that old it's like a non-profit story people talk about where like some services have to kind of like be walking along the shoreline and pulling people out of the water so they don't drown but someone else needs to be like running ahead and figuring out why everyone's getting thrown in the water yeah and you know i think at you know cleaning up and keeping these areas sanitary and like helping people kind of survive in what is really shitty circumstances is I think a necessary service. Um, But I feel like we also need to be running ahead and figuring out why people are, you know, in this situation and how we kind of get out of that too. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But I'm even right now while you're talking, I'm trying to figure out like, what is the solution? Here's the problem. I think what the solution for the homeless problem is people, this is, this is me just talking off the cuff right now, but people try and treat the homeless situation like a one mm. solution mm. kind of problem where there's a portion of, 
I think there there are different reasons people are homeless, and we have to attack different. There, first of all, there's the noble homeless, if you will, who like literally they were one paycheck away from being homeless, and that one paycheck happened, and they mean well, and they're trying to get a job, but they just can't get a break. Yada yada yada. There's that segment of the population. Yeah. Then there's a segment of the population that has severe mental illness. Right, hard to home. Like, yeah, you know, they just have mental illness. And then there's a segment that has a drug problem, and that needs to be treated. And I'm sure there are other reasons that I'm missing, you know? And so I think you have to try and treat all those things. You know, what's so funny is a friend of the show, John Paul, and I took scooters around the arts district yesterday. And I told the story on the show a few months ago, maybe, but we, we took a tour of this uh, apartment, this ritzy apartment community. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, they, they were, when we watched it, they, when we went, took a tour, they were almost done building it. Well, now it's complete, right? Mike Lawson, this thing is as big as a college. It's huge, this complex. It's gigantic. And it's a ghost town. There's nobody there, right? And, yeah. and and I was telling my friend yesterday, I go, this, the problem with this place is, like, the rent is super expensive and doesn't even include parking. And the, the people that they're going for to attract can't afford it anyway. Remember, I told you one of the selling points was it comes with a, a community green room and recording studio. Mm-hmm. Like, that's such a niche group of people, like, trust fund babies who want that and can afford that. Mike Lawson, this community is huge. But yet... There's all these homeless people and it sits empty. I'm not saying that they should give away these apartments, but there is a huge affordable housing problem in Los Angeles. But my question to you is, how do you solve that? How do you tell? Because then the other side is, well, you're going to tell landlords how much to charge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's part of uh, like a conversation that I don't feel educated enough to, to have. But I think that in conversations I've had with my the landlord or the owner of the home that i live in like he really he owns many properties and he like he doesn't want to rent below market value you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he struggles with his own shit too mm-hmm. and like his taxes and all of that are difficult for him to kind of like he's it's not like he's pulling in tons of money with yeah. his properties yeah. after taxes and stuff i don't know well, what's funny is, uh, again, the same person I was talking to, he said, and I think he's probably very right with this, he goes, ultimately the problem is, he's like, we're trying to do as much as we can, but ultimately, even though people, and this, he goes, it doesn't matter what city it is, even though people think it's a city problem, and it is, you really, really, really need major help from the federal government to solve these kinds of problems. And right now, we don't have an administration that this is a priority. Because <clears throat> you need federal money that kind of money to really do any kind of dent. Like the money, the, the city itself, it, it's too small to, it, it's that's a huge problem. Anyway, Mike Lawson, what else is going on with you? <laughs> oh, <clears throat> well, I wanted to tell you, Joey, the, um, the other day, what was it? Oh, so the other day I walked into the gym. Okay. Mm-hmm. And first of all, um, I have a problem yeah, with, I know, eyeglasses oh i so have you heard of zenny optical this is not a commercial no well first of all you don't wear any corrective lenses at all right no i hate you for that so this actually makes no do you wear contacts no i i just don't like them Uh, okay um so anyway uh i have like a, a eyeglass budget for the year okay 
And I find the Zenny optical, but they have glasses plus lenses, and they're like some of them are like seven bucks, twelve bucks, mm-hmm. fifteen bucks. And my budget is like, oh, I could buy one pair of glasses. It'll probably cost me around two hundred bucks. So when I find these cheap ass glasses, I was like, let me buy like one or two, mm-hmm. see if they're like any good. Mm-hmm. Joey, they're fine. Yeah, I end up buying eight pair of glasses. What? <laughs> But I'm still under budget for my like. Oh, that's because you have like one of the like cafeteria plan type things. No, just like um, my personal budget. Oh, okay, okay, right. So like I'm still under what I thought I was gonna Mm -hmm. pay, but instead of one, I've bought eight pair, and I have like a bunch of options now. But anyway, the front desk guy at the gym, he has like a thing for my eyeglasses, and he like keep he talks about them every time I come in, and he. I, he actually asked me if about Zenny Optical. Anyway, we like have this whole thing. So I'm sitting there like telling him all about um, my Zenny Optical kind of experience, okay? Mm-hmm. And in behind me walks this guy who I've certainly talked to on Grinder before, mm-hmm. um, but I don't remember much about. I know we've talked, and I remember specifically because I've. Um, well, this is weird, but I every once in a while, like I'll be talking to somebody and like their picture or something is interesting to me. So I draw them on my like daily drawing things that I mm-hmm. do on my website. Right. Mm-hmm. So I've drawn this guy and he just walks into the gym behind me. So I'm like, ah, weird. Do I like say something? Do I not say something? Yeah. And I feel like maybe in the old world, I would like pull up my grinder to see if. Like what we even talked about. I don't even remember our conversation, but I know we've talked. Mm -hmm. But I go through this dumb phase, and you do too, I think, where like I delete the apps. Yeah. So I don't even have the – like I don't have a record of what we've even talked about. So I have no idea. So I just kind of like let it go. But I like look at him to see if he like acknowledges me, but he kind of doesn't acknowledge me at all. Um, So anyway, then we start – then we walk into the kind of locker room together, and then we get um, lockers next to each other. Yeah. And so I'm like, Ugh, awkward. Uh, but it, at this time of day, like, you get a locker if you get a locker. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of forced to dress next to each other. Mm-hmm. I consider talking. Would, do you, would you acknowledge this or not acknowledge this? This is my social anxiety at peak levels right now. It's weird because I feel like my social anxiety would have, like, here's the thing, and people don't realize, I'm actually quite the introvert. I find it difficult to talk to people, but the way I respond, though, often is to overcompensate. Yeah. And so I probably would have, I would have been, like, in my head thinking, oh, this is awkward for him, too, so I'm going to just bash the awkwardness away. Yeah. And, 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 And bring it up and talk to him. Yeah. So I didn't. <laughs> I just let it go. But part of me was like, I, I don't know, all awkward, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, cut to yeah. We I finished my workout and he's mm-hmm. still like doing his thing. Um, so I jump in the shower and when I get out of the fucking shower, he's at his locker right next to mine. Okay, mm-hmm. which is the awkward moment where I have to like drop my towel and quickly like put on my actual clothes. Mm-hmm. Joey, I drop my towel, and that's the moment that I, like, reach in my bag and shuffle around where I'm looking for my underwear. I fucking forgot underwear. 
So as this guy, I'm like scrambling butt ass naked. (gasps) And then eventually I just put on my jeans, which in my head is also. So I'm at peak level anxiety. Mm -hmm. I forget my underwear. I'm naked. And then I get more anxious. Mm -hmm. But then I just put pants on and free balled it. But which I guess people do all the time. But, you know, but hold on. Hold on. Are you a shower or a grower? Um, I'm a grower. <laughs> I have big. I'm my. I I'm a grower. Wait, I have big what? I have balls, though. <laughs> okay, okay, that's that's an important point, actually. Because okay, here's here's the deal. Everyone should know. As attractive as pants bulges are, okay. Yeah. Sometimes they can be deceiving because they really what they're really showing you are how big the guy's balls are. Because you could have a big dick, but if you have small balls, it's not going to really bulge. But what happens is the bulge gets <laughs> pressed up be- between your thighs, is that and then true? It, it yeah yeah, and then it presents the dick. More. Yeah, because I know people who have they have insane bulges, right? Mm-hmm. Insane bulges, but they don't have big dicks, but they have huge balls. Like for instance, uh, former boyfriend of the sh- uh, former boyfriend of the show. Well, you don't Cam- have to say no. I have to name names. <laughs> okay, former boyfriend of the show had. A, 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 no, a little bit above of above average dick, right? But he yeah. had an, an amazing. I will give him this. He had amazing uh, bulge in his pants because he had huge balls. Yeah, and I knew oh, I, I, I know the guy I hooked up with who had a he, nice packet, like a nice bulge in his pants. But he had a very he had a smaller than average dick, and that's because he had huge balls. He was like he was he was built like a cannon. Okay, huh. so the um. The point I'm making is like when you're freeballing it, you know that's another. So were you just like bulging all over the place because you were freeballing it? That's the that's the important question here. Wait, does freeballing make you bulge more too? Yeah, because the if depending on what kind of underwear you're wearing, yeah, if you're wearing like loose boxers, I don't know if there's a difference, but and maybe people in the chat room will chime in. But if you're wearing like briefs or even boxer briefs, they're gonna hold that shit together. Oh, I didn't know any of this. I don't pay attention really to I'm a bulge that. watcher. <laughs> I'm a bulge watcher. Yeah. I I um that's interesting. I didn't know all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, I yeah. bulged more when this happened. Did you did you did, we, did you find yourself saying, "Excuse me, my eyes are up here" at all? <laughs> all the every day, Joey. Yeah, every day. So anyway, we and I end up kind of freeballing for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. End of the story. <laughs> but wait, that's kind of brings. So you said boyfriend of the show. That reminds me, like Grinder. Are you? Do you use any of the apps right now? No, What's I haven't your used story? The apps in, I haven't used the apps in years. You no. kind of have been. Are you dating anybody? No. Oh, are you just like all business right now? What's why? I think I'll make this confession because this is a very special Pride Forty Eight event. Okay. Aiden and I only broke up for like two months, or ended things, I should say. Oh wait, so you went back with Tim? Yeah. Wait, are you right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. It's been like that for months, oh. but I just kept it on the DL. What's funny is in the in in one point oh he didn't want me to tell anybody, and now in two point oh he's mad that I don't tell anybody. Hmm. Basically, I'm always in trouble. This is what I'm trying to say here. I know, I know people don't approve of the whole Aiden thing. That's why we've we've kept it sort of under wraps. Uh since. It's weird. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what are you gonna do? 
Um, well, do you have any other stories you were going to tell? Yeah, I only have a few minutes to tell this story. Uh, let me see if I can, cause I, I want to bring somebody in to, um, uh, do this story with, um, but I have to, oh, there he is. Okay. Uh, bring him in. Anyway, uh, Mike Lawson, and this is actually more for everybody out there. Okay. Okay. You have to listen to Pride 48 all the time. Okay. You have, and, and there he is. The Hi. one, the only Joseph L. Buhecker is here. In a, wait, wait. Everyone should know during the show, I was texting Joey and I said, Joey, I want you to come on the air. And he goes, Girl, I got shit to do. And now I want to know he's in an open bathrobe. Shit to do includes sleeping. I didn't go to bed till like 5, 6 a.m. Yeah, I heard. I heard it went really late. So what I was talking about. I can't about, hear Joey. Oh, you can't hear Joey? Oh, you know what? Switch over, Mike. You have to go to the new. Basically, there's a new call, and you got to go over to that call. Okay. Anyway. Um, so. Uh, Boo Hacker. What I was telling everyone in the audience. Batance. Was last night, if you don't listen to Pride 48, before we even get into anything that was discussed, and we only have a few minutes left. Yep. Uh, if you don't listen to Part 48, I felt that the podcasting that happened, especially after the Geeky Gate ended, we continued podcasting. By the way, apologies to anyone who was there for the North and South of Things replay, <laughs> the, the Relationship replay, the Shy Yeti replay. You missed, though, an epic night of podcasting. Would you agree, Joseph L. Buhecker? Well, yeah, but I mean, I I think that, like, actually, I'm going to be honest with you. I thought that Geeky Gay was great, and I think you and I always do well together. <laughs> we do i think we do i think it's a fun show i i think it's better when there's you know mike there with the bounce off of us but i think joe patance or, or adam but i think joe patance and i always do well to get, together is what i mean yeah. we have a decent chemistry is what i'm saying now what I, what I want to announce for people who weren't trip. for people who weren't listening last night we had an, a, a momentous occasion happened in, in in the in the course of the conversation yeah anti vera uh, came on anti <laughs> Which, of course, started with just insulting me. No, uh, co-founder of Pride 48, Daniel Brewer, for the first time in years, came on the air. It was Boo Hecker, Brewer, Batance, Burns, and uh, uh, Boy Boy of Taylor the Latte Boy. It was an epic night of podcasting, of having fun, of collecting, of... Healing? Did you feel the healing time, Joey? And and Daniel's audio was the best of it out of everybody. Oh yeah, that was the thing. Is Joey, Daniel hasn't done audio podcasting in years, right? Daniel hasn't done podcasting in years, and um, and he just like went, "All right, I'll come on." And it was like, yeah, it was it was very high quality from, from the Superdome. It's Daniel Brewer. Yeah, and so it was an bitch. epic. It was an epic, epic night of you guys missed it. It was funny. And then Vera came on and just yelled at me and yelled at right. Brewer and yelled at everybody. And uh, Taylor the Latte Boy was the therapist, and he. Was I believe Vera therapist. screamed, "Get off my lawn!" At one point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but so, what were your feelings about it, Because I have very complicated. Believe it or not, I have very complicated feelings, and I can't believe I only have seven minutes to share this. But what were your feelings about the night? I don't believe you're capable of feelings, a or mm-hmm. compassion for others. Yeah. 
Um, however, with that being said, no, I think it was great. I think it was a good experience. I think it was the really exciting thing about when Pride 48 live broadcast first started. We all used to do that after the end of the broadcast week. We would get on basically that almost that same group. And we would do that into the wee hours of the morning. So, like, mm-hmm. it was really nice. It was a, it was a nice moment. It was um, it was a cathartic moment. Mm-hmm. And I think for people like Adam, it was a healing moment. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think. Look, I don't think Daniel's gonna. He's not rejoining. He's he's you know. So, but uh, but I think now, um, I think for Adam, this is a good thing. I think Adam needs that. Yeah, I do. I think so too. I think it meant a lot more to Adam than he wanted to say on the air. And I think, and, and sure. I hope that Daniel and Adam go off in private and 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 start the healing. But even for me and Daniel, I feel there was in a five lot years of they'll give a call to each other and work it out. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if on their private phone calls that Adam has to do birthdays in the news? Right. Um. Anyway. Um. Look! Look! I got your favorite birthday song, the Dora one. <laughs> well, no, I don't. Yeah, I could get some Daniel. Like, yeah. So the point is, but you know, I'll be honest with you. I want to start the healing process with Daniel, but I felt in the first few minutes, not after after everything was said and done, and after five or ten minutes, it was back to just the way it used to be. You know? Yeah, totally, totes. But I did sort of feel in the beginning that well, is that good or bad though? <laughs> you know no, 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 no. The good time used to be. Yeah, oh, okay. but I will. Right? Say, Wouldn't you agree, Joe? Well, I would say in the first few minutes, I was a little uncomfortable because it felt like Daniel was, came out swinging. It was about to turn on you, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, 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 it did calm down, but... Uh, Mike, were you on listening to it? No. Oh, did you... Okay, because there was a moment in the night when Vera came on, and all of a sudden you hear uh, Betty be like, Joe, go to bed, it's late. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> it was- and Joe's like, I gotta go. <laughs> What, what, are you, what are you doing up there? What are you doing? Go to bed. Your mother is trying to sleep. <laughs> no, <laughs> we had been on. We had been on the air three hours, and He's I was like, podcasting again. <laughs> <laughs> we had been on the air three hours, and I was like, and you know what it was? Is and, and this is not negative. It Stop was Vera on came on a few minutes before. Uh, I left. Vera came on, and it wasn't in a bad way, but I felt the energy shift. And sure. the energy shifted in a way where I was like, okay, I'm tired. I've been on the air for three hours. I can just basically hand it off to Vera. Yeah. And Am I part of this next chapter or not? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah. Uh, but, but I was talking well, to Oh, no. Joe was done shit-stirring, and then when Vera came <laughs> with her own shit-stick going after Joe, that's Joe's like, oh, I, I gotta go. Betty needs me. <laughs> No, I didn't mind it at all. I was having a good time. But then at a certain point, it becomes too many cooks in the kitchen. I was on for a few minutes with Vera. I will say for anyone who could, I do have it recorded. Obviously, when I left, I stopped recording. So, <laughs> so the, I heard we guys went on for another hour afterwards. So I don't have that recorded. But yeah. I do have uh, everything up to that. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought it was overall a very positive thing. By the way, what a great transition as we're starting to, to come close to the end of today is... Today, actually, myself and Lori Roggenkamp will be doing at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, live on Pride48.com. We'll be doing a loving tribute to Dubious Intent. Much okay. like the Jeffersons and um, and yes. uh, All in the Family. Yes. And we all know how well that went. <laughs> I thought it went well. You know, Jennifer had Actually, to be quite honest, killing. I enjoyed both of them. Yeah. <clears throat> it is live, so it could go anyway, but you expect it to be a loving tribute. So let's see. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, because, again, to repeat, 
there once was a frog and a scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> Boo Hecker did tell this story. This is before Daniel came on. And the funniest uh, part, though, Joe, is people in the chat were were going, "Yep, that sounds right. That sounds exactly right." <laughs> I hate everybody. But, um, yeah, we'll be doing a recreation of what we – now, by the way, I'm really worried because there are – if you remember, Joey, there were so many elements and so many sound drops um, to dubious intent. I don't know if I can do the whole thing in the hour because, you know, even I was telling – I was talking to Big Fatty about this. Towards the end, when Adam and Daniel would do dubious intent on the Pride 48 events, they would just – go their normal length and then the audio would just cut off and then they would continue and release the episode. Sure. Or or like, again, uh, keep in mind, it was like both of them were DJing. Yes. So both of them had soundboards and knew their mm-hmm. thing and, you know, they had a rhythm where this is just you trying to piece it together and not yeah. knowing what each of them mean. Exactly. And I'm tr- like, even last night, I didn't, I'm not doing the tech segment, which I love how Daniel, he's such a completist. He's like, oh, oh, oh that music okay. can only mean one thing. <laughs> My chat cost- cleared. <laughs> Joey, it was nice catching up with you. It was nice catching up with you too, Brewer. I mean, join me in dubious intent. Five Thank p.m. Listen ne- to never mind. Bye. Episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe. And dubious intent. Five p.m. Isn't it just like her to cut you off? I know. <laughs> Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com/cupodcast and on Twitter at cupodcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. Get a fanzine. The song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week.